Hey, I am so glad you could stop by the Isle of Misfits podcast. I am your misfitish host, Nancy Carmichael, and yeah, are you in for a treat today? Our special guest is someone I dare say you and almost 200 million other people like yourselves have seen in her viral video, wearing a Chewbacca mask and laughing like a banshee. But if you think that's all there is to know about her, <laughs> think again, my friend, because the woman behind the mask is worth getting to know. So keep listening. She's already laughing, folks. So I believe if you look up the term viral video, you're going to see a picture or at least a reference to today's special guest on the Isle of Misfits, who I am so incredibly excited to talk to today. Her name is Candace Payne, but you might know her better as Chewbacca Mom. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about and did not see her viral video, oh, buddy, what, a year and a half ago? Seriously, where have you been? So stop what you're doing right now, watch it, and come back. We'll wait for you. So weird to hear you laughing in the background. Okay, yes. so now that we're on the same page, what a pleasure it is to have you with us today, Candace Payne. Welcome to the Isle of Misfits. Thank you so much. Oh, you are welcome so much. Now, I mean, really, I am, I'm giddy. You're already laughing. You're going to get me laughing. We're all laughing, and that's really kind of what you're all about. Um, and you actually wrote a little book about that called Laugh It Up, which is what we're here to talk to you about today. Yes, I did. I wrote this book this year, and it has been a whirlwind of putting it together, but I cannot believe it's about to be on shelves everywhere. It's kind of surreal. I stood in uh, the entryway of a Barnes & Noble the other day, and the doors were closing back and forth in front of me for about five minutes before I realized I needed to walk in because I was having a little moment thinking about the book on the shelf. Um, it, it is insane. I'm so excited about it. Well, I, I have to say I had the, the privilege, the chance to read it, even though it's not out yet. That's one of the, the perks that I get on um, being able to talk to people like you. And I just have to say I heartily recommend this to everyone. And we'll talk a, a little more later about how to get that book. It comes out um, in early November. Um, but, you know, before we jump into talking about your book, we're going to have, I think we need to have a little fun. Not that talking about your book won't be fun, <laughs> but, but this will be fun for Oh, and that'll be fun point two. We'll skip right over one. So, um, so as our friends here in the, um, our friends here know on, on our little Isle of Misfits, I, I like to I like to play a stupid game with our guests because you know that's about my level, and um, I don't think I have ever been more excited to play a stupid game than I am to play I with can't you. Wait, I'm excited too. I'm gonna match your enthusiasm right now. We're doing okay. All right, and. and <laughs> Game on then. Okay, so no pressure, but all right, you're willing to play. So the game is called This or That. So you can't think about it. You just have to let your stream of consciousness take over, kind of like a Rorschach test. Ah, not. Okay? okay. All right, so here's your first question. Don't think, just react. Now, I know you like candles, so pumpkin spice or Bahama Breeze? Pumpkin spice. All right, that was easy. All right, okay. This might be a little harder. I don't know. Maybe you're a decisive girl. I also know you like Star Wars because, you know, the video. Um, R2-D2 or that rolly thing from the new movie? Yeah, uh, that's a hurtful question. That is a hurt. That's like making me pick one of my children. I'm going to say R2. I'm going to say oh. R2-D2. 
She's going old school, folks. Okay, you did have to think about that a little bit, but that's okay. This is your game, and you really, in the end, get to make the rules. <laughs> well, BBA is such a cinnamon roll of goodness. You know what I mean? Like you just want to, you want to roll with him. I don't know. That's yeah. He is yeah. He's he's awful cute, and again, but yeah. not cute enough for me to actually know his name. But <laughs> or, and I'm assuming it's a he. So I don't know if that was a wrong assumption or not. Well, he but, has um, a writer. So I think he's I think he's old enough to be able to have a lighter. That's all I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then you know more than I do. See, you yeah, you could beat me in the Star Wars trivia game any day. <laughs> Although I am older than you and I remember, which I don't think you possibly could because I don't think you were born yet. I remember going to see the original Star Wars when it came out. No, I do not remember doing that. I was that was 2 years prior to my birth. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was several years after my birth, so that's all I'll say there. But I remember it was a, it was a big event. It was a game changer. So. Yeah. Okay, now we're moving into the realm of tacos, because I know you like tacos. I've heard you mm-hmm. spin a tale about them here or there. Okay, so I'm going to give you a dilemma, though, all right? Because this part I don't know. Fish tacos or anything else under the sun? Oh, my goodness. Like, for the rest of my life, that's all I can eat? Sure. Yeah, let's go there. Uh, just tacos. Just tacos? Okay, but it's, yeah. But I, but fish tacos. Oh, that's your fish choice. Tacos. Yeah, if you had to eat fish tacos or anything else. Oh, I can do a fish taco. I can. You can do a fish. Okay, I respect that. I actually like fish tacos. They're I'm weird. They're probably my favorite kind of taco. So I'm I don't know if we can landlock here in Texas, and mm-hmm. so I don't trust fish tacos like I probably <laughs> should on coastal regions, so That's I don't true. often, but yeah. if I'm the muddy river fish, fish. I will have a good, oh yeah, 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 okay. I'll have a good fish taco in, in Florida or California, easy, hands down. Okay, all right, so... It's good to know. So you are you are committed to the taco, though. That's really at the heart of it. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. So from tacos to Disney, which is another favorite of yours. So um, I know you went to uh, visit Disney World with your family. So here's your question: Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom. Okay. She didn't have to think about that, folks. She knew yeah. in her heart. Yeah. Okay. There's so much there that was such a special memory. My son, um, we went at nighttime before they were about to close, and the lions aren't out. And that's all he wanted to see was the lions. And he said, Mom, I'm going to roar like this lion so loud, and I'm going to wake him up. And I'm thinking, yeah, baby, you just keep on trying. And we get on the safari ride in Animal Kingdom, and he's screaming his guts out, roar, you know, and I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, please don't look back here. And come to find out, it actually woke them up. And they started doing not just uh, where we could see them in the dark, but the lions came out, and they were roaring back. And so it was such a magical moment. It would always be Animal Kingdom from this point on. Oh, yeah. After that story, I mean, dreams dreams come true at Disney. <laughs> That's a great story. I love, love, love it. Okay, got one more for you. And this, again, might be a dilemma, or maybe you, maybe you just already know in your heart. Um, Chris Farley, know you're a Chris Farley fan, an SNL mm-hmm. fan. All right, you have to choose one or the other. In a van down by the river or Chippendale sketch? Chippendale. Okay. Chippendale. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to ask why. There is not a moment I don't laugh at that skit. I try so hard. I try, but if I even think about it, I'm lost. It is so stinking funny. There's nothing like that skit, but I love it. 
Okay. All right. So you have you have defended your position quite well. <laughs> Great job. So uh, I will send you your own Isle of Misfits T-shirt as soon as that becomes yes. a thing. So yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> add that to the swag that you've been collecting over the past year and a half. Yeah. So okay, well thank you. Congratulations, you did a great job. So all right, now I all right. So now I just have to I have to tell you this. So like everybody else who saw your video, I have to admit, when I first saw that video, I I screamed with laughter right along with you and the rest of the world. And, and because you don't know me, you don't know what an exceptional honor it is to get me to laugh out loud at something on the internet. Okay, because. <laughs> I like to laugh. I do. I'm, I'm a laughing kind of girl, but it has to be good. There's no courtesy yeah. laugh in my world, all right? Yeah. But you, my friend, you made me guffaw. Ah, that's so fun. So, and, and the thing is, I needed that laugh. Um, it, yeah, and I'm sure you've, you know, you've heard hundreds of probably thousands of stories um, about how your video impacted people. So I'm going to tell you mine since I got you here on the phone. Um, so that that time it was it was like spring of 2016, right? Mayish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of an intense time for me. My family had just made a major move. We were in a new town. We had left everything that was near and dear to us. My mom was sick, um, and we didn't even know it really at the time, but she was dying. And I just remember playing that video over and over again, and just enjoying having the chance to laugh in the midst of all of it. And, and, and if you remember at the same time, um, there was a song that came out by Hillary Scott, you know, um, Thy Will Be Done, right? <laughs> oh, and wow. I would sing along. <laughs> so I played that song and I'd sing along, you know, Thy Will Be Done and cry <laughs> with that one. And then, um, but, it was, but it was great to have that contrast with your video and maybe a little schizophrenic, but I just wanted to thank you. Wow. Wow, thank you. That's, that's incredible to hear that and, and the power and the reach that that has. It still amazes me to this day. Wow. Yeah, well, and that's just it. And I love how spontaneous it was that, you, like, you know, I've heard you say this many times. You talked about this in your book. You didn't plan this. You just were, you were in the moment. You were living in the moment, and for whatever mm. reason, that moment resonated with a whole lot of people. I'm thinking, I tried to look it up this morning. Like, well, it's 170 million views by now? Mm. Yeah, Something I think so. Ish? Yeah, so, collectively we're nearing about 200 million on the different outlets that have reposted it. Like, uh, somebody put it on YouTube as well, and I think that has over about 12 million, I think. So, yeah. 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 It is crazy, but crazy good. So, and I have to admit, I also wondered, to be brutally honest, so at the time, enjoying it as I did, and then seeing you, you know, here and there, and, and, and I wondered, okay, what is this girl going to do with her 15 minutes? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so tell us, and it's been way more than 15 minutes, obviously, so <laughs> tell us, what have you been up to since then? You know what, uh, I, I have to answer that by, by doing a little flashback. Um, the day that my husband came home and the video had gone viral, I posted it on the Thursday and my husband came home on a Friday afternoon. And by that time, I mean, all, all, uh, the gates had been open. Everybody knew who I was and I was booking interviews for good morning America and things like that, that were about to come in that next week. And my husband got home and we put the kids to bed and we kind of looked at each other and took our first breath. And I just asked him, I said, is this about to be a fun, whimsical weekend? Or is this something more? And he, he looked at me in the eyes and he hugged me and he said, baby, I cannot deny 
that this isn't God. He mm-hmm. said, we have to walk through every open door. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> at this point, that was just a fun, okay, let's, let's walk through every open door. But I'm telling you now, even about 18, 19 months removed from that conversation, I'm still just walking through door after door. It is, there's not been a bone in me that's been advantageous or opportunistic. Um, I have just been obedient. And I think that that is um, that's the remarkable difference uh, from the nature of the video of what you saw, something that was authentic and genuine, and to now really discovering who that person is behind that mask uh, is somebody that really is just going to stay to that. Um, I'm always going to try my hardest to be the most honest and authentic and vulnerable that I possibly can. And with that, it lends itself to opportunities. I think this world and this culture right now is craving authenticity, even way more than integrity. And I've said that a little bit in, uh, before, but I, I really do see it. You know, somebody could have the biggest moral failure, <laughs> and they come back two days later, and if they have a heartfelt, sincere apology, we wipe the slate clean. And I think that's because we are so thirsty and hungry for people to just be honest and be real and be genuine with us. And so with that, that's, that's what I can say I've been doing is I've just been trying to remain in a place where I'm vulnerable and honest and mm-hmm. uh, authentic. So it, it, so it lends itself to opportunities when you do that. Yes, indeed. So, And you know what? I, I just want to seize on what you said about authenticity and integrity. You know, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you for this reason. I don't believe we can get to integrity without authenticity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I you know that's 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 the that's the home base or the foundation if you will because you know you can act like you're doing the right thing but if if mm-hmm. it's not coming from a real place then then we're just wearing a mask, right? And and I love, you know, you have these quotes um that jumped out at me and one of them was just on the subject. He said, "What would it mean for you to feel free enough to take that mask off and embrace mm-hmm. who you already are?" Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we've seen what that's meant for you. Your book, yeah. you, you speak very honestly. You know, it isn't just all laughs, hey, hey, hey. You know, it isn't, it isn't just a, a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> there's, a, there's, you know, monkeys are fun. But um, there's some real stuff, like real life stuff that you bring yeah. up from your marriage, from your childhood, from, you know, from, from all, just from living life. And yet you maintain that somehow in all of this, it is still possible to choose joy. So that's a big statement. It's depending on how you take it. It could be a platitude or it could be a deep truth. So let's skip over the mm. platitudes and get to the deep truth. Um, tell us how, this is another big question, but how, how did you come to this conclusion? Because it's not an easy conclusion to wrap your mind around. Um, you know, I, I honestly feel as though there's a scripture that defines it for us. In Philippians. We listen to that one scripture all the time. It's put on bumper stickers and athletic, you know, Christian organizations use it all the time. But it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who who gives me strength. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we fail to read is a couple verses around that. And one of them says, I've learned to be content, whether Mm -hmm. rich or poor, in want or in plenty. And um, I've learned this. And because of that, I can do all things. Uh, we forget that. We forget that statement and that misnomer right before it. 
And really, I believe joy is something learned. Contentment is something learned. It's not a natural behavior. It has to defy what is natural in us. Uh, our natural tendency is to worry. I'm just, everybody, we, we right. default at worry. We right, no one has to teach us that. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> no, no. We go through, oh, great, this happens again. But there's something to be said of putting in the work to actually shift your focus when life throws the most intense circumstance at you and go, I'm not going to cave today. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give in to this emotion. I'm not going to give in to this negative thought or the train that it leads to. I'm going to defy this, and I'm going to stand up and embrace whatever adventure comes with it, not whatever tragedy is on the other side of it. And I feel like people uh, don't have any tools for that. We don't have anything in our tool bag and no voice crying in the wilderness saying, do it, rally up. Have a day of joy here. This may be your most intense day of sorrow, but joy has not left your side. And nobody's saying that with hope for us. And I felt like it was high time that somebody did. Um, so for me, I, I don't know how I learned it exactly other than I practiced. Mm-hmm. I practiced embracing what was different and defying what I was thrown. Um, and so I feel like whatever I've learned, uh, listen, I'm not an expert, but I'm just somebody that's going to tell you the truth. Whatever Mm -hmm. I've learned, I can share. Mm. And it starts Mm -hmm. there. It really beautifully just simply starts there. It's somebody telling their story and actually trying to do what they say. Right, right, because we can only share what we have, right? So um, it makes total sense to me. Yeah, in fact, um, from reading your story, um, it sounds like one of your first encounters of joy was in an econo van. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, you know, we were in transition growing up most of my life. Uh, I wish I could define why or how other than we were just facing hard times financially. Um, Couldn't get out of it. And I know many people have probably felt that as well. And there was a season that was short-lived where we were, in all sense of the word, homeless. Uh, We were living in our econo van with six people all together, four kids, two adults, and a dog. And... uh, (laughs) And we ended up at an RV park, and we were just staying there and doing coin showers. And and I'm telling you, it was uh, several months of that that I really felt like that's the first place that I remember meeting Joy. If she was a person, that was my first recollection of meeting her. And it was behind every day that I'd go and walk in the woods around us. Um, I'd go play in the trees. I'd go find a little brook. Uh, I found a little creek that had tadpoles, and I, I would try skipping stones. And I remember thinking, when I look back, not at the moment, I'm just being very clear about that, not at the moment, but when I look back, I see not just the childhood naivety of circumstances that were thrust upon me, because a lot of people could see it as that, but I see a child that flat out met joy for the first time and said, you know what, regardless where I am, I'm going to find ways that that these woods are not just my barrier and my reality of homelessness. They're not a representation of that. These woods are filled with adventure, and mm-hmm. I'm going to find everything that's beautiful in them. And that's, with all clarity, that's the greatest picture I've seen in how to defy our circumstances and not let what's happening around us become our cave, but really just bust the roof off of it and, and find mm-hmm. joy and discover her everywhere. 
Oh my gosh, yeah, finding what's beautiful right where you are. You know that you you don't know this, but you've just struck one of the core values of our little Isle of Misfits here, um, and that's mm-hmm. to look, yeah, to look for the truth and the beauty in the weirdness, right? Even in the strangest yeah. places, it's there if we yeah. would only look for it. Um, yeah. And some, yeah, something else, You. this is another quote. I have lots of quotes from your book. Um, I won't <laughs> give it all away, so we'll leave some for people to read. But um, I, I love this statement that you said, no, no matter what you're facing, you can choose joy at any time, at any moment you please. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. that's, that's a big statement because any time, any moment, okay, I just had a big fight with my yeah. significant other. Uh, I just blew it completely in front of my kids. You know, uh, I'm depressed. So let's talk about those moments. Can we really find joy in those moments? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I look at, um, and you've read this, I mean, I look mm-hmm. at my darkest moments and Sometimes it takes retrospect to look back and find her, but I believe that even in the moment, listen, I have things about my husband that still to this day drive me nuts. I don't know why he can't get a rag and wipe down a counter that can clean all the dishes, right? Um, There are things that just make my blood boil and go, dude, we've been doing this for 15 years. It's simple. The immediate thing I can do is I can wallow in that thought and think, ugh. Every time. He must not care about me. He must not care about my needs. I've asked this many times. This means that he feels this and this this about me. Oh, yeah. For and me, it's my he, husband's socks. Just saying. So, anyway. <laughs> Everybody's got something. And, and it's so easy to go there. It is so easy to go there first. Mm-hmm. But instead, instead, I find myself being grateful. And that leads to joy. Um, in those moments that I feel like I really just want to uh, assault him with my thoughts, like, he's not even there to have that conversation, but my mind's going 90 to nothing on how awful he is because he didn't wipe down a counter. My, I have to switch it and go to, but you know what? He works really hard. He's actually worked, like, a 60-hour week this week, and you know what else he did? He picked up the kids. He Not only did he pick up the kids, he threw the ball with, this, with Duncan in the backyard. Oh, my gosh, he's so great. There are things that more, more men have, have abandoned so quickly that he just does without me asking. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I really love him. And it switches mm-hmm. the entire conversation in my head first mm-hmm. because I make a choice to choose the good and not the bad. And really, you can interchange that. It, it, we're saying joy, but really, joy is just a marker of something much deeper that is good and positive. It doesn't, it doesn't wallow in the pits. It doesn't have negativity attached to it. So I think anytime you make a mental choice to say, I'm going to choose to see better than worse, I'm going to choose to accept that this is not my end of the story, but it's just the beginning of a launching pad for something greater, no matter the moment. And I, I say that. That is a broad statement, but it's not vapid, and it's also not trite. I really do mean no matter the moment, you have the power in your mind to control what you think about it and how you perceive it. Oh, yes, we do. It's all about perspective, right? And that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's perspective, and it's a choice that we get to okay. make in that moment. Whatever that moment is, um, you know, and it's so funny, like, with the husband thing, because, yeah, I was thinking of the socks, I have to admit, um, and I do, I have these conversations in my head when I'm, when I'm literally, like, you know, this is, okay, probably a little TMI, but here we go, um, but, you know, like, reaching in the, in the crevices of the cushions and pulling out sock after sock, like, how did they end up here, and then, you know, having that doubt, okay, but you know what, just like you said, he works so hard, he's tired, and this, and, you know, and, and just remembering oh, yeah, you know what, this is small potatoes because I love this man, and if the worst thing is 
just socks all over the house, I think I can deal with that. And um, yeah. and on the other side of that is like, hmm, I wonder if there's anything about me that might annoy him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't really go there fast, do we? <laughs> Not so much, so... Yeah, so that's part of the the contentment and the perspective is knowing, hey, I'm not just cutting him some some slack and showing him grace. I need plenty of it myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we won't talk specifics on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I, you know, and in fact, and here's another quote um, right on the subject. It, uh, I love this, and you were speaking specifically about your relationship with your husband. You said, if you're going to fight, fight to see the best in each other. Yeah. Yeah, and how, yeah, I guess you've already told me how you've learned how to do that, but how, have you seen, like, you know, like the before and after shots, you know, that, that we're so used mm-hmm. to, have, have you seen demarcation of when you didn't do that and now that you're doing that, like, how has that changed your relationship? Are you kidding me? I see it every day. I see it every single day. Um, you know, just the other night we were sitting on the couch together, the kids were in bed, and TV was on, but we were looking at each other, and I just said, I love where we're at today. I love who we are right now in this moment. And it's not because you despise the days past, but it's because you look at each other with a new lens of, I fought for being here. And I, I fight every single day to stay here and to move even further than where we even know. Um, listen, it, it, is, it is so much effort wasted when you're in a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of people spend most of their time, if you're in a boxing ring analogy, watch a lot of people spend most of their time on the rope and you're just defending yourself and you're just being defensive. And if you're really going to fight and win a battle, you got to get in the middle of the ring. And for me, I found that if I'm in the middle of the ring and I'm, I'm no longer just being defensive, then what do I really want to fight for? I want to fight for that championship belt. I want to fight for the title. I want to fight so that I can win. And, mm-hmm. um, we forget that we're fighting in our relationship to win, not to just be on the ropes and defend ourselves. I mean, what good does that do? You're basically just fighting so that you won't be put to shame. Uh, mm. the, the real fighters in this world know what it's like to say, I'm going to overcome and I'm going to come out victorious. And my marriage is the first place I want to do that. Gosh, in the way that I parent my kids, I want to do that. I want to find that I've actually got victory and a handle on it instead of feeling like I'm constantly just, keeping my head in the ring um i want to be in the center of it and i want to win and i feel like if i'm going to waste any effort any energy isn't it better to do it for the things that are going to um nourish my marriage than Mm. than really just kind of keep me afloat in my marriage oh yeah 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 because you know sometimes it's it's inescapable it's inevitable we're going to feel like there are seasons when we're in survival mode and that's just being real mm-hmm. okay it's not all mm-hmm. fun and games or monkeys in a barrel or whatever i said before you know it's and and we know that um but even what i'm hearing you say and you can correct me if i'm wrong is that even in those moments when it feels like survival there's something that can transcend that if you know like you said if you have you got to expend the energy one way or the other why not expend it on on a greater vision than this moment that you're in. Um, you know, yet another, this is not a quote, but a paraphrase. Um, you know, you talk about if this is, you know, today may not be a great day, but it's not the last day. Yep. Yep. That is absolutely one of the most monumental things I think I've put in that book and that I 
still. And the reason I say that is because you ever just say something that's smarter than you think that you have in you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Anytime I say like, anything remotely intelligent, I know it's, yeah. <laughs> that, that I say confidently because I, I feel like that was an inspired word. I feel like mm-hmm. that was from God himself telling all of us, your worst day is not your last day, and it doesn't have to be. It right. doesn't have to be. Um, and I feel like nobody's told us that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are so quick, and I just don't know why it is. Maybe because we are in a microwave society right now where everything has to be quick. Um, it's all about how much data we can download fast and how quickly this moves from there to there. But really, uh, the, the quickest thing that we need in our lives on a consistent basis is the ability to forgive ourselves, and to realize that some things take time and patience, and it'll get better tomorrow. Uh, it doesn't have to be the worst day. Even if it is, it, come on, you're, it's not the worst because you're going to wake up tomorrow. And I tell you what, there may be another day worse than that one. <laughs> but you can, you can still get up and realize it's not your last one. It's not your last one. It doesn't have to be. That's right. There's a bigger story, and yep. yeah, and there's and and there is a good end. There's one of my favorite songs. I'd be shocked if you knew it because it's this obscure hippie band called Waterdeep, and they have a song called "It's uh, It's a Long Hard Road with a Good Good End." And I'll tell you, there have been times in my life when I've had to play that one over and over again because life can be hard and really kind of suck um, in the moment. But I a good love Waterdeep. <gasps> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> not even kidding. I Don love Marie, that you Don even know who they are. Yeah. Face Away the Birds is one of my favorite songs. Oh, my gosh. You are like That's one great. of the first people outside of my own family that even knows who they are. So, wow. Them. Now, I liked you before, but now, <laughs> now there's a bond that cannot be broken. <laughs> there's so, some people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, um. Wow, so now I'm the clump. Now I've totally lost my place because I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, you know, I, I, another scripture comes to mind, and you already actually you shared it out of Philippians 13, and if you back up, I'm sure you know this one by heart. Um, you know, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, think about these things, you know, and that's, that's a, it's, again, it's a choice. I have found when... I'm going down a road that I know is not going to take me to a good place. That's a great litmus test. Okay, is this true what I'm thinking about? Is this pure? Is it, you know, is it lovely? Where is this taking me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And even if it is true, listen, there is something different between guilt and shame. Uh, mm-hmm. You may be guilty. You may be guilty in, in your thoughts about yourself. You may have done somebody wrong. You may have done wrong, period. You may have made a, a poor moral or ethical choice. But shame is different. It tells you you are the sum of everything that you've done wrong and that you're the problem, you're the thing that cannot be changed. Um, And that is the the remarkable difference when it tells us, is it true? Think on those things. Are you the sum of your worst day? No. No. So lift your head up. Think about what's right. And and sometimes you just got to do the hard work of making things right and apologizing and, and being humble in your attitude with people. But I tell you what, most people can't even get to that point of the other side of action because they're so stuck in thinking on, on themselves and thinking about themselves in a place that is detrimental to actually move and do anything positive. 
So you're right. That scripture is huge. And I think I actually mentioned that in the book, um, in the message version. I love mm-hmm. the way that it, it, it says it. And um, you're, that is absolutely right. There are things in your mind you can most definitely change before you change your actions. And it will lead to changing your actions as well. Right. And, and it's, like you said, it's work. It's not easy work, but it's good work. And here's another mm-hmm. quote from Candace Payne. If the focus of your thought life is on all the things... Actually, you know what? Well, no, this is good. It's not the one I wanted, but maybe it's the one God wanted. Um, so I'll give you two. If the focus of your thought life is on all the things in your future that could go wrong, you will never experience the freedom to live joyfully in the present. And then here's another one. Um, mm. Uh, you were talking about, oh, yeah, shame. Shame creates well-worn paths and patterns in our thoughts. And then you said, I regularly have to clear out new spaces and trailblaze new walkways in uneven places. And, and that's kind of what I hear you saying is, you know, this is, it's work to train our minds. Yeah, yeah. I, right now, personally, something that I'm doing every day, and um, I, it's very, very important to me, is pausing. Um, I found out that my brain moves about 90 times faster than everybody else's. Not like <laughs> medically I found this out. I just kind of <laughs> realized it about myself that I'm in nine conversations ahead of the conversation I'm probably having with somebody. You too. Wow. Okay. And, uh, that and Waterdeep. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I found that there's this beauty in pausing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that is a... That's a literal retraining of the way that my brain naturally works right now. And for me, it may not seem like it's pausing to, you know, take a breath and enjoy a moment. It really just may be pausing. Just Mm -hmm. slow down and collect yourself. And that in and of itself has so much power to change our average day. Um, And for me, I'm seeing it daily. I'm able to, instead of, I don't know if you're like me. Your mom, if she thought like this too, or if you've seen somebody else in your family that thought the same way, they would be making a sandwich. My mom would always say from the kitchen, who wants mustard and who wants mayonnaise? And all four kids of us would yell out our answer. Well, she'd be doing this without having the bread out, the the mustard or the mayonnaise or the bologna or the cheese, Mm -hmm. and she'd be getting it ahead of time. And then by the time that she's actually got her stuff to assemble a sandwich, she'd forget what all of us wanted and ask us again. And we'd be like, Mom, why didn't you just wait to ask us when you were ready? And I think about that, that even that small retraining of your brain to just pause and be present in whatever Mm. you're doing at that moment, it's so vital in not wasting energies to repeat behavior or to repeat circumstances. And, and for me, I, I see that play out in the way that we talk to ourselves with that shame lie, you know? Just stop thinking that same way about yourself. You're not that. Quit, quit putting that voice on repeat. Slow down. Pause. Train your mind. It's a powerful thing. It's a very, very powerful thing when you can retrain something in your body. You can train your body physically, so why couldn't you train your brain? And, uh, and so I, I challenge people that literally forge new paths in the way that your, your brain responds. Mm, so important. Yeah. And, you know, you're so right that we, we set goals for ourselves, uh, you know, uh, career goals or, you know, whatever, fitness goals. And, and those things are tangible and, and attainable. But even those goals begin with the training of our brain and our mindset, um, which yep. can either propel us forward or it can sabotage us before we even get started. In fact, you, um, you shared a list. Uh, and I, I, I love this. I didn't love the list itself, but I love that you shared it. You were vulnerable because um, you were talking about the boundaries we set 
right? You, you made a, yes. a count me out list. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Well, uh, I have a whole list of things that I just, I'm not good at. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but there are things that you just say, I'm not good at doing this. These are things I'm, I've, I don't do well um, and that I'm probably not going to ever do well. Uh, and there, there are other things that people have told you about yourself that you buy into and that you believe. Um, for me, it was the stuff of I'll never be thin and pretty. I'll never be a beauty queen. I'll never, you know, have the allure of somebody that's sexy. Uh, all these things that I just kind of would play in my own mind. So, therefore, why would I waste any energy in trying to portray that or develop relationships where that would be the norm? Well, when you get married, at some point you're going to want to feel sexy. You know, at some mm-hmm. point you're going you're gonna to want to feel like, hey, I can allure this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of those things that were already just playing out in my mind, it was a damper on what my relationship could be. And I realized that that list needed to change, and it needed to change quickly. Mm, right, and you've already kind of outlined to us how you overcame that list um, just by talking about the choices, the way you have trained your mind to think. And so if you were to rewrite that list or how I'm getting stuck in how I want to word this question, would you come up with a different list today? Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I know what my limitations are, but I also know that for me as a person of faith, that I have a God that doesn't have any limits. And listen, that sounds very, very crazy to people that don't have that same kind of faith uh, Mm -hmm. that I do. But I honestly have seen him do some incredible things in my own life to change the way that I feel about even myself. It's because I'm looking at myself through his perspective. And if I know what he tells me I am, I believe that more than I tell myself who I am. Um, And I I feel like that is the biggest catalyst to change that I have for myself. Um, And that is is very much so a faith-driven statement that probably some people won't understand and they'll feel like it's a very uh, unusual way to (laughs) describe it. But, but I find my greatest strengths aren't in my own abilities anyway. If I, I honestly believe that, that I have been empowered by a Holy Spirit, that there is much greater things for me to do than ever Candace Payne could ever do on her own. Um, and not only that, man, if my life isn't living for what, the effect of what can happen generations after I'm gone, then I'm doing it wrong and I'm trying to do my own thing. And I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that with my life. I want to see that my kid's life has changed, that their world has changed and shifted. I want to see that my grandkids have a different future than I had. And I think most people resonate with that. It's like we have eternity set in our hearts. We, we look at the Isn't bigger it? picture for this world, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine that, you know, that we, we all long for, for restoration. We all long for redemption. We all long to see, to see that happy ending. Um, it's, I don't think mm. it's a coincidence because, you know, fairy tales are fairy tales for a reason. Um, it's not just that it's pie in the sky. It's, there's something in us that longs for redemption. Yeah. And, you know, that count me out list or that, or even the, you know, you talk about the should have, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, mm-hmm. living in regret. Um, I love your answer to that. Mm, mm. You need I'm to shut the shit up. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I didn't know. I wanted to hear you say it. Um, but, yeah, shut the shit up. That's, we're not yeah. being profane, folks. Um, <laughs> but you got to watch yeah. how fast you <laughs> yeah, That's true. 
That's true. Yeah, it's a family show. But yeah, I love that. Just just shut it up. And it's, you know, just it's really, is it that easy? Well, no, maybe not. But practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and not only that, most people don't see that should is a, is a bad word, but I do. I consider it a bad word. Um, if I'm telling myself this whole list of things that I should be doing, mm-hmm. I'm missing the point on, on joy because joy says, this is what you can do. And this is what your life would look like if you did it. And it's much different than this, hey, you should be these things, you should do this. And and it's it's not uh, performance-based type of living. Uh, Joy calls you to something where you go, hey, do you want to do this? Are you good at this? Do you Mm. think you could get better at it? Then Mm. try it. Powerful. Yeah. So different. Yeah. I mean, joy is an invitation, right? And and should is a mandate, you know, and let's see, hmm, invitation, mandate, let's, hmm, let's see which one sounds better to me, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, and for me, and should have is even worse. That's like the dirtiest word to me, should have, because that's (laughs) regret. Oh, I'm so stupid, you know, Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney, you know, I'm so stupid. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, oh, such good stuff, and there's so much more I want to talk to you about. I just want to take up all your time, and yet I feel you probably have other people to talk to today. So, um, Candace, um, tell us how we can get this book. I know it comes out soon, November 7th, I believe. Yeah. It, it's, um, the easiest way that you can get it is candacepain.me uh, backslash or forward slash, I can't remember, whatever those slashes are, candacepain.me slash book. And it has everything that you need to know to pre-order it if you're hearing this before November 7th. But if it's, if it's after November 7th, everything that you need to know is there as well. Pick your retailer of choice. It's going to be online, ebook, audiobook. I recorded myself, so you'll hear me read it. Um, the awesome. ebook comes with a bunch of bonuses, like pictures of me and my husband when we were dating. So all these things that I talk about, you'll see little pop-ups. Kind of like the VH1 pop-up video of books. <laughs> nice. Um, Very nice. Yeah, it's, so it's going to be super fun. And then, you know, I, I just I just hope people, if, if they if they have any qualms about feeling like, man, I'm cynical that this lady's story is who she really is. She's just trying to make a buck. Can I just encourage you that um, I, I really believe that joy and this message is for everybody. And I would hope that out of all people that those kind of people would be the ones that are joy converts and that we would see turn the tide in this world and really start just setting the tone of positivity that we all need. So um, it's more than just putting a a book out there and making some money. It's really about my hopes to see this world change so that my kids have a better place and your kids have a better place when it's all said and done. Well, Candace, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us today here on the Isle of Misfits, sharing um, sharing all of your stories and your wisdom. And I just have to say, yeah, get the book. You will not regret it. Read it yourself and then pass it on or buy some for, for somebody you know. Um, if you liked the viral video a little while back, you're going to love this because um, it's mm. just joy that is that it's the joy that keeps on joying, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to and just – I'm going to share one more quote that jumped out at me, actually, and this was one of my takeaways from this book. And you said, um, what we do with our days is already an extension of what we value. So how we spend our days, we have a choice, right, to Mm -hmm. live, to to find the joy in the moment, whatever that moment is. 
So thank you for sharing some insight about that, Candace. You are more than welcome to come back to the Isle of Misfits any old time you want. Uh, we'll sing some Waterdeep songs together. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll build a little campfire. And, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. I've appreciated you having me on your show today. It's been a blast. It's been a good one. Thank you. So if you're listening to this podcast before November 7th, there's still time to pre-order her book and get some pretty cool extras. You can do that by going to CandacePayne.me, that's C-A-N-D-A-C-E-P-A-Y-N-E.me, and it'll be the first thing you see in her page. Thanks again to Candace for sharing that great laugh and a whole lot of down-home wisdom with us. Please feel free, free, free to share this podcast with all your friends and neighbors and complete strangers. And I would just love for you to visit me and subscribe on isleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of misfits.com for podcasts like these and all kinds of stuff from the silly to the superlative truth and beauty found in the strangest places. And if you subscribe this month, that is November, I will enter you in a random drawing for a prize bundle just in time to re-gift for the holidays. Just saying. So subscribe away and until then, own your awkward and love your fellow misfits.